0: The Path of the Heart The Force, the Journey of Consciousness In the Star Wars movies, there is the Force. The Force has a dark side and evil forces personified by Darth Vader and the Emperor of Darkness inhabit it. On the dark side, there is a lot of anger, aggression, hate and human ego. Thankfully there is also a light side of the force with the Jedi Master, Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi and other Jedi Knights who embody peace, love and truth. In our classes we speak of this force as one interesting way to explain states of mind or consciousness. The thoughts we allow into our consciousness will decide where our state of mind is located. Our low or high consciousness will determine the way we view the world. We all live on the same planet, but according to our state of mind, we can view the world in as diametrical a manner as heaven or hell. Simply put, if we allow ourselves to be thinking negatively, to be caught up in hate or anger or restlessness and worry, then we are going to view the world through that state of mind. It is as if we are wearing a pair of glasses that warps our vision in a negative way. Our average state of mind might be negative fifty. Our range of thoughts and experiences are limited to, say, negative 80 through to negative 20. That is, in some moments we are mildly unhappy, whilst in others we may be suicidal. For us, in that state of mind, it is very difficult to even imagine what love is, and if we do touch it, it would only be with great effort, and for a very short time we might glimpse a low form of love. reflect also that negative people find themselves attracting negative events, other negative people, and negative futures. Conversely, if we are able to live in a positive state of mind, then the range of our thoughts and experiences are elevated. In our bad times, we might be a little unhappy, but most of the time we would feel the more heavenly qualities of love, wisdom, and joy. From here, we can also begin to understand how our states of mind affect each other. Have you ever walked into a room where people have been fighting and immediately felt a certain uneasiness in the air? Or conversely, have you ever met a person you immediately felt happy being with, or you noticed that person made everyone feel better just by his or her presence? Think about this. Imagine that if you are in a state of mind that is, for example, plus 20, what it would be like to meet someone in a plus 200 state of mind. Obviously your consciousness would be raised just being with that person. Imagine for a moment what it would be like to meet a real spiritual master. Perhaps his or her consciousness might be plus 20,000. You might find that you would be immediately feeling more peaceful, happier, more loving without perhaps really understanding why. The really interesting thing about this process is how light attracts light. Have you noticed that When you're in a plus-fifty state of mind, you attract other plus-fifty people and other plus-fifty situations. The ways we perceive the events of our life are reflections of our state of mind. It's exciting to note how the more conscious we are of each moment, the more each moment has the capacity to guide us and inspire us. The more significance we give the moment, the more the moment becomes significant you might also have already discovered that people with higher states of mind inspire and elevate you. Obviously, it is important for us in pursuing higher levels of consciousness that we choose life situations that enhance our state of mind. In summary, it becomes evident, as we might notice the effect of our levels of consciousness, that firstly, we view the world through our states of mind. Secondly, we affect each other. Finally, we profoundly affect our future. Significantly, it is simple arithmetic to contemplate how the negatives in our lives can be turned into positives. While we cling to darkness, we cannot release ourselves to the light. Most of us would be aware that we cannot conquer hate by repressing it. We must transform it, illuminate it with light. For example, if we hate someone, then it, it is very difficult to raise our consciousness to any significant level because our state of mind is being dragged by this very strong negative in our consciousness. We cannot just repress it, for it is still part of our nature. For us to proceed, we have to let go of our attachment to that hate and illuminate it with light, in this case love. Very simply, we, we must try and move along the force. Perhaps imagine that we only don't like that person. Then we can perhaps work toward just being indifferent. It's often said that we must learn to forgive our enemies. By forgiving, we are letting go of our negatives. Finally, though we might see that all people are inherently loving, peaceful, wise and happy souls, some people's states of mind are so far from the light that their outer actions are often negative. We should identify with their real natures, rather than their outer actions, and we will find that we can then like or even love those that previously we had hated, and our liberation from that negative is complete. The light side of the force is nothing other than your own heart. How conscious you are of your heart reflects the height of your consciousness. This is important. The light side is nothing other than a heightened awareness of your heart, whilst the dark side is ignorance of your heart. This is what is meant by consciousness from a spiritual perspective. It is simply how conscious we are of our heart. Notice one last thing, that on the dark side there is an increased rate of thinking, often with an even more decreased degree of control. When we are angry there are so many thoughts whirling around and so little control. Whilst we are angry we can't listen, we can't stop and breathe. It's out of control. Come to the light side and you will see that in love there is no thought. There is just the ah moment. As we travel to the light side our rate of thoughts decrease. Our control over our thoughts increases and finally we enter into the intuitive experiences of the heart when we are fully on the light side.
1: This is a quote from the great spiritual master Shri Chinmoy. The Path of the Heart If something
0: is true, you will feel it within the very depths of your heart, although sometimes it may take a little time. After a seed is sown, it takes a few months for it to germinate. In a year it grows into a sapling, and eventually it grows into a huge banyan tree. When you begin to take an interest in the spiritual life, you have sown the seed. You may not see the results immediately, you will feel light and peace. But first you have to have faith. Inside your body there are many organs, the heart, lungs, and so on. You believe this because doctors and others say so. Although you cannot see these organs, you know that they are there. Similarly, in the inner world, if you do not see something right now, you cannot say that it does not exist. In your inner life there are many things which you may not be aware of right now. But if you pray and meditate softly and cultivate more faith in what you have heard from spiritual seekers and masters, then eventually you will see that they are absolutely correct. That's the end of the quote from Sri Chinmoy. The basis of the path of the heart is you and your relationship with your highest self, your heart. Upon realizing that all meaningful moments originate in the heart, it is also inevitable that the spiritual seeker growing in wisdom and confidence in him or herself, will learn to trust and seek out more of those moments from within. It is with this wisdom that we are finally ready to embark upon the journey. To finish this class is a little story from Richard Bach from the, the book Illusions, The Journey. Once there lived a village of creatures along the bottom of a great crystal river. The current of the river swept silently over them all young and old, rich and poor, good and evil, the current going its own way, knowing only its own crystal self. Each creature in its own manner clung tightly to the twigs and rocks of the river bottom, for clinging was their way of life, and resisting the current, what each had learned from birth. But one creature said at last, I am tired of clinging. Though I cannot see it with my eyes, I trust that the current knows where it is going. I shall let go, and let it take me where it will. Clinging, I shall die of boredom. The other creatures laughed and said, Fool, let go, and that current you worship will throw you tumbled and smashed across the rocks, and you will die quicker than boredom. But the one heeded them not, and taking a breath did let go, and at once was tumbled and smashed by the current across the rocks. Yet in time, as the creature refused to cling again, The current lifted him free from the bottom, and he was bruised and hurt no more. And the creatures downstream to whom he was a stranger cried, See, a miracle! A creature like ourselves, yet he flies. See the Messiah come to save us all. And the one carried in the current said, I am no more Messiah than you. The river delights to lift us free, if only we dare let go. Our true work is this voyage, this adventure. But they cried the more, Saviour! All the while clinging to the rocks. And when they looked again, he was gone. And they were left alone, making legends of a Saviour. on the heart. The simple truth is that no matter which philosophy or religion you investigate, all of them recognize that within each of us are all the qualities of heaven. It is here now, in this place, where you sit right now. So I'd like to suggest that you begin to visualize within yourself those qualities wherever you are. When we think of heaven, usually we associate it with infinite love, infinite peace and bliss. There is a timelessness to it, and perhaps we think of ourselves not being bound anymore to a particular place or time in history. You might imagine that there is a golden light deep within you that radiates these qualities, and all that you have to do is to focus for it to radiate out into your awareness. So for this exercise let's begin by preparing for our meditation as usual. This exercise is one of identifying the process of discovering the heaven within you. The process of unveiling your real nature. So please close your eyes and imagine yourself in the most perfect situation you could create for yourself here on earth. You are trying to visualize heaven. Here on earth, you might imagine yourself as being super successful in your chosen vocation, or perhaps a great and powerful world leader, or a rich and famous musician or sports person. You might also imagine the perfect relationship. Your partner, your perfect soulmate, brilliantly reflects all that you would imagine your perfect mate to be. Or perhaps heaven for you is a quiet property in an idyllic forest away from the rush of the city. Perhaps heaven is just being popular and loved. Perhaps it is being close to the animals you love or experiencing the love of your children. Everything that you want for yourself or have ever wanted for yourself in this life you have achieved. Glimpse yourself in this perfect place and focus all of your attention on how you feel. See yourself in heaven here on earth. And then I would like for you to be supremely objective.
1: Just observe
0: your feelings and realize that there is no anger or hate or indeed any negativity. that the earth is by no means perfect, but observe your consciousness, observe your awareness. Objectively inspect your state of mind. And you will realize that in this heaven inside of you, you are free. There is pure love, pure happiness and perfect freedom. You might visualize your heart being full of light, and that all darkness, your worries, anxieties and fears have been lifted and transformed by the flood of light from your heaven within you. Then gradually I'd like you to remove the physical inspirations you use to create the vision of heaven for you. Focusing more and more on the feeling of heaven within you. Take out firstly the place Removing your dependence, for example, on the idyllic forest or the stadium for your huge rock concert. Once you remove the place, realize that you are still feeling heaven from within you. Then remove your dependence on being materially successful and notice that you can still feel the heaven within you. Remove the time. If you are imagining this in the future, then notice that you are feeling heaven now, and it is not bound to any time yet to come. It is here, now. You are feeling this heaven, now. Then try removing your dependence on certain things happening, so that you can feel this heaven, now. For example, I can't feel heaven until my existing partner is removed from the equation. Finally remove the physical you. Stop seeing yourself in this body with these arms and legs. And if you can, try even removing your superficial mind. Notice all that is left is the real you. The real you. Not the thinking, not the body, not the mind. But the real you is this heaven that is within you. You might try imagining yourself as a small ball of light that is being shone through and again is radiating out. As you focus on this ball of light, it's almost as if it is being cleaned and more and more light can shine through it, as if heaven is not a place or a time or even a result of some event. It is a perfect light that shines simply and perfectly through your consciousness now in this moment. For the rest of this meditation, I'd just like for you to contemplate that. Contemplate this feeling of heaven that is radiating out from the inmost recesses of your heart. And feel that this heaven, your soul, is the real you.
1: This
0: is the part of you that will not die. This is the part of you that is timeless, infinite, eternal full of the infinite love and infinite
1: peace.